welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of the Sudsman Photography Podcast. My name is Jason Teal, and this is Part 1 of 2 of the New Year's kind of special thing that I'm going to go for here. And what we're going to talk about in the first part, i.e. this episode, is I'm going to look back on the year and sort of talk about the more memorable moments of this kind of a, I don't know what you would call this year, is good, bad, kind of blah, but... I'm going to go back through and talk about my more memorable photographs, how I got them, and just my thoughts on throughout the year about what's going on and all of that fun stuff. Now, for part two, which I'll probably record on New Year's Day, which would be January 1st, 2023, I'm going to talk about what I'm looking forward to in the new year. You know, not too original, but hey, you know what? It's it's Jason Teal we're talking about here, so you know, don't expect a lot of originality. But at any rate, we're gonna look back starting with January of this year, and then kind of go through and talk about everything that I've sort of experienced throughout this time. So buckle up, grab yourself a warm or cold, or just grab yourself a beverage, chill out, relax, and listen to my sonorous voice blasting through your headphones and relax and enjoy yourself. All right, so let's get into it. Now, January of this past year was sort of um, an interesting time. I think I was still sort of shaking off a little bit of the uh, coldness from the previous year, but I still managed to get out and do some long exposures. And those were, you know, nothing nothing to write home about. I, I got out to Gonzalgot after the new year's crowds have left and i did some long exposures there but i think also too this was the time where i got out with uh, fellow photographer lee kelly for the first sunrise shoot with him which was kind of interesting because he's normally a night owl and i'm i guess an early riser so it was a weird blend but it was also kind of the first foray into um my whole camping breakfast making coffee making in the field kind of thing. And I think that was kind of one of the defining moments was where I sort of stepped back and really just enjoyed being out at that hour. And that's something that I really liked doing this past year was just slowing things down and taking it all in. Now, of course, as the winter progressed, it's, it's really kind of a a low point for many photographers because there's not a lot going on. The cities are concrete jungles. There's no greenery. There's just, it's all shades of gray. So what I like to do is just kick it up to the ocean side. And if you've seen a lot of my photos, then you, you know that I usually cruise along the coast out here by Ulsan and try and get yeah, some different rocky formations. I think as as February and, and around that time, I, I shot up to Homigot, which is the big hand in the water. And, you know, of course, again, not really anything original, nothing that you've probably haven't seen already before, but I just really liked getting out and, you know, just getting some shots. And of course, I, I dialed back a lot of the drone stuff this time of year and I was getting more of the long exposure because as the um, I think the months progressed, that's when I got my new filter set, which was, you know, a, a CPL and a 10 stop filter from I think it's uh, Kent Faith is the full name, KNF. 
And I really enjoyed this. So closer to March is when it actually came because it was a brand new piece of kit. So they were actually just sending them out at the beginning of the year. So I was, I was quite stoked about that. So getting into March, I got out and did some long exposures and I was truly impressed by that. And you can check out my uh, podcast on that. I think I did about probably about March or so. So that was kind of a turning point because I was really not sure what I wanted to do at that moment in time. The long exposures were great, but again, I'm going to admit something. They're not as amazing as, as you know, you, you would get like these nice travel landscapes or cityscapes or anything I did in the past. It's sort of same, same, but different. So I really had yeah, a little bit of trouble sort of finding the momentum to carry through. However, during this time, I rekindled my love for camping. And if you've followed my work, you've probably seen a lot of shots involving tents and random cats that would come by the tents and stuff like that. Now, I this point, I think in the year, I really started to really not get as many photos as I used to, but also just really slow down and my wife and I enjoyed camping. We went to the same campground pretty much every weekend from March until July, pretty much. And it was amazing because it was just a little break for us. We could just chill out. We could relax and, you know, just watch the colors of the leaves change and stuff like that. And I will say that this particular campground, which is... Uh, I believe the name was uh, Starlight or Bjorbit. In the springtime when the cherry blossoms popped, it was awesome. So it was a nice, nice time of the year. And of course, you know, you if you follow me, you know, I always take time to shoot the cherry blossoms. But the, but I think the high point really was getting out to Gyeongju and and shooting the big pagoda out there and just taking some time to find a I think there's a different area I went to, which was one of those like blossom tunnel kind of places. And it was bonkers. Like I remember uh, what had happened. Oh, yeah, I got like hit by some cyclists and I ended up knocking over their bikes accidentally. It, it was it was a crazy mess, but it was it was really a good way to sort of find a new spot and get some good shots. Albeit, again, nothing really to to write home about. So I think this was a time where I was like really struggling to figure out what to do with my photography. Now, as the spring progressed, I got into basically my favorite time of the year, which was Buddha's birthday. But again, struggling with this momentum, I, I really didn't get out to that many places, but it did give me a chance to photograph one of my favorite spots again, which was uh, Bulguksa during the buddha's birthday festival and i was given an opportunity to really photograph this event without a lot of crowds so i'm not sure what happened i just pulled up managed to get through the gates before everything shut down and then they started the whole procession which if you've ever been to Bulguksa, they do this magical procession where like the monks will come down and they'll walk around the main courtyard and then they will, um, if you've ever been there, there's a large drum on one side. And I'm talking about like where the double top is. So 
uh, the if you looked on the Shiplon coin, that structure is there. And what they'll do is they'll go to the drum on the one side, they'll bang on the drum, and then they'll you know weave their way through, and then they'll there's like a um, I believe it's like a large sort of dragon fish like looking thing, and then they'll they'll bang away on that for a while, and then they'll wander through the grounds, and it is a really a magical time, but what I realized was that there wasn't very many people. I'm going to say that there's maybe 50. That's it. And for Bulguksa being the, you know, icon that it is, the UNESCO World Heritage Site, this was something very strange to me. I could actually get some very good shots up close and personal with the monks. And that was something that I walked away with. I think probably the high point were some of the shots that I got from that particular event. And I was very happy with this and I managed to get some shots around the temple at blue hour, which is, is a little bit of a challenge because it, it happens so fast, but I'm, I'm glad I got some shots and not all were winners, but again, those shots with the monks, those really stood out for me. Now, moving past that, I was able to meet up with a photographer that actually did the first episode of Forbidden Alley with uh, the NBC crew that I did. And he's from England. I believe his name was Scott Ramsey. And I was really hoping to have him on the podcast to do an interview of sort of his thoughts about coming to Korea because he was based out of England when they did the Forbidden Alley. And then he came here and did some work. But I, I don't know what happened. I messaged him a number of times. I got, got kind of brushed off. And then, you know, I guess he's he's too busy for a uh, low-level podcaster slash photographer such as myself but so be it that that's that's life c'est la vie now with that being said uh moving on into the summer was was the time where actually i managed to get back home to canada and not a lot of shots were taken during this time but it was great just to sort of be back in canada and we had a lot of time to spend around home and of course, go up to Riding Mountain National Park, my old stomping grounds and all of that kind of stuff. And going back to what I said in, I think, one of the first few episodes where I reflected on my time in Canada, um, it's really hard for me to like get in the groove of photography in the same way that I would here. And I'm not really sure what the deal is with that. But what I'm saying is, is that like here, I will just jump into the car drive to Pohang or somewhere where I don't really even know what's going on, jump out of my car, start photographing and maybe get some good shots. Back home, I was really hoping to find some grain elevators. I live in the prairies, so those are sort of the icons of the prairie landscape, but I wasn't really comfortable jumping into the car and driving to Elgin, Manitoba to photograph this uh, you know, grain elevator in the middle of the night. So I'm not sure what was going on, but I did manage to get like one massive grain elevator, which was kind of cool. But I did come away with some great shots. And if you look at the artwork where I talk about my trip home, uh, I think probably in about August or so, uh, you'll see that the cover art was one of those images that I really liked because you've got the uh, older farmhouse in the middle of the... Uh, the farmland there as the sun's going down. And one of the things I really noticed was, uh, you know, in Korea, 
there's a lot of mosquitoes, but they don't really bother you too much unless you're sleeping at night in your apartment. The mosquitoes, the Manitoban mosquitoes were just insane. So you step out of your car and immediately you're feeling them bite you and attack you. And it was crazy. So that was something I forgot about because here they're not too bad. Like maybe, maybe in the mountains you'll get like some crazy ones, but like this was literally like you step out of your vehicle and it was just that all around your head and you're trying to get some shots and swat them off your ears and whatnot. It was crazy. And I had completely forgotten about that. And another one of the high points was just driving up to Wasagaming. Uh, from Brandon to Wasagaming, there's a great road, the highway number 10. And I'll always remember because you know, you've got the canola fields, which is popular here in Korea, but the ones out there, you know, they just go for the as far as the eye can see. And the trip that we made up the one day, um, it was amazing because there was blue skies. And then you, of course you got the yellow canola and I, I really got some good shots that day that I was happy with. Now, returning back to Korea, there was not a lot going on after that. We, we got back, fall was amazing. And the high point, I guess, was just going back to the valley and reshooting those kind of the fallen leaves and just experimenting because again, like, you know, I've shot those shots to death. You've seen them if you go through my flicker feed, especially, but I was really just out there to experiment and kind of what I was doing at this point in time is just getting the Olson online Instagram page up and running. And again, if you look at the flicker feed, you'll see, kind of different food items mixed in there. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was I was going to different cafes around the city and shooting coffee and pizza and whatnot. And as, as mundane as that sounds, that sort of is what sparked my, you know, I guess, interest in photography. The creative juices started flowing. And I think it was because of that. I had a mission to get to these different places around the city and really do some good. People enjoyed the images. They liked that I was uh, taking pictures of their cafes and whatnot. So I really enjoyed that. Now, so finishing off the year, I got out, of course, to go around the city and shoot the Christmas lights, which is something that was pretty crazy because there were so many Christmas lights around Ulsan. I, I was hoping to get out to Halen Day, but I just didn't really get onto it. But what I managed to do, I, I started off this year shooting with Lee Kelly and I finished off the year shooting with Lee Kelly. And if you get a chance, check out his shots from that shoot. We were, we were down at Woljung Gyo in Gyeongju and he's uh, big into hockey now. So he had all his gear on and there was a nice sort of juxtaposition, I guess you would say, like with his hockey gear and the traditional gear in the background. And it was just a nice way to sort of wrap up this year, get out and shoot with a friend. Now, wrapping things up, what I'm going to do probably on New Year's Day is do part two of this. And what I'm going to talk about is what I normally go on and on about is what I'm going to do for the following year. So 2023, I hope, is going to be a little bit more exciting. I didn't get really any amazing photo jobs or any... Don't expect anything too realistic for the, the coming year, or at least I won't, but do 
you know, check back in and I will explain kind of what I'm looking forward to. So with that being said, this is the end of part one and I'll see you tomorrow for part two.